This is The Guardian. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates, coming to you from Gadigal Land, and this is The Full Story. The cost of living crisis is hitting households hard. But Australia's big supermarket chains, Coles and Woolworths, are seeing their profits go up and up. Some are concerned that these supermarkets are profiteering and that these profits are driving up inflation. But the supermarkets disagree and say their prices are fair. Today, the impact of Australia's big supermarkets on the cost of living. It's Monday, the 12th of June. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jonathan, why have you been looking at the price of instant coffee? Well, more broadly, I've been writing a lot about supermarkets and about the prices that they've been charging. Jonathan Barrett is Senior Business Reporter at Guardian Australia. Now, while I was doing some extra research on this, a reader emailed me with some really interesting data about a coffee promotion. I should stop moving. Yeah, that should be. Um, Yeah, my name's Rachel King. I live in Newcastle. And I buy a particular coffee all the time. Nestle, gold, smooth blend. I usually buy that at Woolworths. So what she noticed is that prices of this coffee would fluctuate wildly. Just suddenly noticed one day it was $20 and I'd never seen it that high before and I thought, that's crazy. And then I came back about a week, week and a half later, and it was bumped down to 14 with a prices dropped sticker with, you know, the 20 crossed out. Now, this was part of a promotion called Prices Dropped. We've seen both of the major supermarkets have these types of promotions. They're advertised as a way that they're protecting customers from the inflation fueled price hikes. Now, most shoppers might see this promotion and think, great, a bargain. But Rachel thought there was something odd about it. So she started tracking the price of the coffee over 18 months and saw this occur on multiple occasions. And then this year in February, the price went up to $22. And then I came back into Woolworths 
a week and a half later and it was bumped back down to $15. So Woolworths had increased the price by a dollar but managed to pat themselves on the back and whack a prices dropped sticker on it to make everyone think that they were good guys keeping prices down but they'd actually raised it. I then spent a significant amount of time in old uh, grocery catalogues uh, cross-checking all the price references and noticed that Yeah, on multiple occasions, this is exactly what happened. It's disingenuous. It just sucks because it's just screwing around with prices. It's not treating customers with respect. What do Bullers have to say about this accusation that they are promoting a bargain that isn't actually a bargain? I did ask Woolworths about this, and they have an alternate explanation for the price fluctuation. They said the Nescafe product was removed from the prices drop category after it received a cost price increase from the supplier, which in this case is Nestle. But they were then able to negotiate with Nestle and lower the price again, putting it back into the promotion. Nestle, in turn, said that the retailer, which is Woolworths, is responsible and sets the prices paid by shoppers. What does this story about the jar of coffee tell us about how supermarkets are operating more broadly during this cost of living crisis, Jonathan? So Coles and Woolworths really highlight these deals, these promotions, as one of the key ways they are keeping prices low for households during the cost of living crisis. Now, if this isn't true or wholly true, or isn't transparent, then these deals might actually not be good deals. And and that's a problem because the supermarkets are making a lot of money right now. In fact, Australia's big supermarket chains have persistently increased or fattened their profit margins on their food businesses throughout the pandemic and cost of living crisis. How much money are these supermarket giants making? Coles and Woolworths have generated billions of dollars in profits. But they are, they're big companies and you would expect them to generate billions of dollars in profits. What's probably more significant is their profit margin. So the difference between the business costs, mainly the, the food and the products and the price that they pay to their suppliers and for what they then put it on the shelf and that we purchase it at. Now, it's these margins that are rising uh, between one and three percentage points over that period. And that is significant because that shows that it's not just an increase in sales that is driving profits. It's actually an increase in profit on each individual sale. So Jonathan, the supermarkets are charging us more, but we know that supply chain issues and the general poor global economy does create extra costs for businesses. Do they need to charge customers more just to to break even here? They do need to charge customers more, but it is clear they are charging shoppers more than enough to cover any additional costs that they pay to suppliers and to account for other rising business expenses such as energy bills. Mm. What do Woolworths and Coles have to say about this, this idea that they're profiting off customers during this cost of living crisis? They both deny that these profits are solely made by charging customers more for their uh, goods and other products. So Coles and Woolworths say that 
they've improved their business practices, they've cut costs, uh, they are working better with suppliers, they've improved the way they handle their stock, uh, and also that they've improved their promotions. So uh, essentially they're saying we deserve uh, or have generated our increased profit margins because of the way that we have restructured our businesses. Does that stack up though, Jonathan, that they've only made more money by cutting down on their costs? So it's a good question. If you go back to how this links in with the promotions is that we want to see, and I think consumers want to see, more transparency over these pricing decisions. Are they profiting just because they've improved their business practices or are they are actually fueling inflation by making the prices of food and other grocery items higher than they need to be. Mm. And this is the this is a really significant question. What do you mean by fueling inflation? How does overcharging for groceries add to inflation? So let's look at inflation and household costs. Food, you can't get around food, right? You have your housing costs and the next biggest item for a typical household is your food. When the uh, ABS looks at inflation data or CPI, uh, food accounts for about 17% of that, which is typical of a metropolitan household. Now, if the supermarkets have only increased the price of their food in line with the inflationary prices that have coming through from their suppliers, well, then that's just part of what has happened with inflation. It's a, a normal part of the inflation, inflationary pressures that we've experienced over the last few years. Mm. But if they're actually increasing it more than what they are getting from their, than the increases from their suppliers, then those extra prices are actually fueling inflation. They are making the prices of, of goods higher than they need to be, and that's having a direct impact on households also goes some way, and this is not just supermarkets, this is a broader question about how businesses have been pricing their goods and services over this period. But if they have been taking advantage of it and profiteering through it, then inflation is higher than it needs to be. And also it is sticky in that it is not dropping as fast as it should. How broad is that belief? Does it have strong backers, this idea that supermarkets are maximising their profits in a cost of living crisis and potentially making the whole economy worse? This idea that of a profit-led inflation is, it started out, I think, some years ago as more a marginal idea and to some extent has been largely dismissed by a lot of economists. But more and more people and significant policymakers are coming on board. So the Australia Institute has done some significant work on on this, but outside of the Australia Institute, it's not uh, it's not been something that's been really investigated by the chief policymakers in Australia. These supermarket prices have prompted a lot of concern and some calls to reform the sector. With the Greens and former head of the ACCC Rod Sims weighing in. What's been put on the table here? This is a really important time for Australia and for households suffering these significant price rises in, in items you know, we, we all need. The, the most immediate thing to do is to get transparency around the pricing 
of supermarket products. Uh, the most obvious way to do that would be for the government to give the competition regulator the powers uh, to go in and get uh, that pricing information and to make it transparent and to put government regulatory and public pressure on the prices that they are charging for their products. Essentially, the regulator could have the power to see whether they're marking things up at a reasonable amount in line with inflation or marking things up to make money. That's what could happen. And I think that's the most immediate measure that could be taken to put pressure on their pricing. It's really important to note that profiteering isn't illegal, though. Rod Sims actually makes this point. If you had a $10 note and I say, I'll give you $2 for your $10 note, if you take that deal, then that's that's not illegal. It's just not a great deal for you, mm. right? This is more about transparency and pressure as opposed to necessarily prosecuting some sort of breach. But my sense is it's turning into such a difficult period at the moment in terms of the everything, uh, rental costs, mortgages, household costs, electricity, food, is that this appetite to know, particularly in a market that is so tightly held and that we all rely on, it's really important to know that we're not being overcharged for things that we need every day. Next, how Coles and Woolworths won the supermarket wars. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Jonathan, before the break, we spoke about how the two supermarket giants may be overcharging customers. Is this an issue that's unique to Australia? Australia does have a very concentrated market. There is greater competition. There tends to be greater competition in overseas supermarkets. Mm. Australia, for a few reasons, some of it has to do with our population size. We only have a few players in key sectors. This includes airlines and banks and supermarkets. So Coles and Woolworths dominate two-thirds of the industry. In some areas, that's actually much higher. They might have a 90% share or there will be some places where they are actually the only option. And why is this concentration bad for customers? We know from the statistics that most people get their food from supermarkets. And the former consumer watchdog, Rod Sims, says this is making it easier for them to 
not just profit, but to charge a little bit more. Mm. His point was when they are making pricing decisions, uh, unlike a competitive industry where you need to keep looking over your shoulder, like who's doing what and how do I stay competitive? Uh, If you're a Coles, you're looking at Woolworths. If you're Woolworths, you're looking at Coles. So his point is that certainly their ability to increase prices or to profiteer from this environment is heightened. But like industries, I'm thinking about fast food. You almost have the fast food wars where you have a few big names emerge in Australia. We've had the supermarket wars. And over the years, we have two big names that that have emerged. Was it always this way, this kind of duopoly? Because I seem to remember there being a whole bunch more supermarkets when I was growing up. There were a lot more supermarkets. Mm. The one that I remember is is Franklin's and they had the, the No Frills brand and the Neapolitan ice cream, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I grew up uh, eating that. Now, it's a good example because it just got pushed out of the market. It couldn't compete with Coles and Woolworths. It eventually uh, got sold off. Uh, a lot became uh, owned by Metcash, uh, and then there were individual sales of those supermarket sites. But that's not the only one. There were numerous other examples over the years. We had Bilo and Flemings and Safeway, but over the years they were either purchased by the big supermarkets or they were pushed out of business and uh, a lot of them also just had to sell off uh, their businesses where they could. According to the AFR, well, their combined share of the market rose from less than 10% in the 1950s to 34% in the 70s. This then increased to 65% by 2008. Um, They've since added a little bit more market share on. Mm. You also need to look at individual markets. So they might have a two-thirds share of the market, but there will be a lot of locations where you really only have one supermarket mm. uh, unless you're willing to drive a, a great distance. So in some areas, it's so concentrated, you only have one choice. How can you break down the dominance of the big two in Australia? Is that really possible now that they've won this massive share of the market? In terms of creating a more competitive market, really they are so dominant now that it is more work around the margins. So there can be some changes that the regulator has asked for that would make it harder for, I guess, the big supermarkets to keep creeping up their market share. So just buying a little supermarket here and one over there. And the ACCC wants more powers in that regard that the supermarkets would need to go to the competition regulator first and show that purchasing these small one-by-one supermarkets won't decrease competition. Mm. Now, there are other things. Uh, The courts, for example, could have divestment powers. And what this would mean is if a supermarket breached or used its market power inappropriately, rather than getting a fine, uh, what could happen is that a court could order a divestment. So the supermarket, if they believed there was a conflict there, they could actually order uh, the supermarkets to sell a part of their business. This is another idea. This has been promoted by uh, a number of regulators over the years. It hasn't yet got government support, but that's another uh, potential scenario. So it sounds like the government isn't breaking up 
the Woolworths and Coles market dominance anytime soon, Jonathan. With that in mind, how important is it for the supermarkets to kind of regulate themselves, to to act really ethically and, and fairly here? There's a social responsibility for them to do so. So they're not selling luxury items. They're selling life's essentials. And they need to be clear both in their promotions and day-to-day pricing about why they are charging those prices. Because of the way they have grown their market share, we are now reliant on them. And for some communities, I mean, they're a lifeline, a provider of life's necessities. And we should expect them and the owners should be on the supermarkets themselves to take that responsibility seriously. That was Jonathan Barrett, Senior Business Reporter at Guardian Australia. You can read his reporting at theguardian.com and we put some links on the full story page as well. This episode was produced by me, Phoebe McElwraith and Joe Koning, who also did the sound design and created our theme music. The executive producer on this episode was Miles Martignoni. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates. Thanks for listening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.